I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 307 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Dean Toole is the founder and CEO of Island Fights. Island Fights is responsible for sending many MMA fighters on their way up to the UFC. Dean was announced as the Florida Promoter of the Year back in 2014, and since then he has consistently and successfully built Island Fights into one of the top providers of professional MMA and boxing events, which can all be viewed on the UFC Fight Pass. Dean Toole will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And speaking of boxing, if you missed my conversation with the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Buster Douglas, make sure you flip it back to episode 305 and take a listen. Next week is going to be an incredible week here, not only because I'm going to be hitting you guys with four fresh episodes, but I will be attending the Dad 2.0 Summit, and I'll be speaking at the event as well. I look forward to meeting some of the best of the best in the fatherhood influencer world. I will be joined here next week by the founder of the Dad 2.0 Summit, Doug French. Also next week, I'm going to have the dad of the Phillips Fan Bam family, Danny Phillips, joining me here. Danny and his family have a very successful YouTube channel, and they are extremely inspiring, so I am really looking forward to that one. And next week, I will be hitting you guys with a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood with former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell, who is a highly decorated combat veteran who served alongside Jocko Willink, and he learned his sniping skills from the legend himself, Chris Kyle. So don't miss J.P. Donnell coming next Friday. And follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me next week. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with fight promoter Dean Toole. I'm Alec Lace. And you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to what dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. This is one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy. And I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec. And, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Dean Toole. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, how you doing? All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Three kids, 10, 8, and 2. Two daughters and a boy. Wow, very cool. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Um, one of my daughters plays basketball. My other daughter, she dances. And then uh, my two-year-old, he'll I'm sure I'll enter the combat sports world, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, that sort of thing. So, Yeah, very cool. Do you get involved with coaching at all with the basketball and stuff, or you enjoy that stuff from the sideline? Well, when she originally started, they didn't have enough kids to play 
basketball in her school. So she goes to this private school and they didn't have enough kids on the team. So she just kind of did it for fun. And now we're in like our third season and she's actually getting pretty good at it. So I, I, I stay away from, uh, from the coaching. I don't uh, want to be one of those people, but I let, I let <laughs> her do her thing. All right. Good stuff. All right, Dean, if you could just please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, my name is Dean. So I'm the CEO of a fight promotion called Island Fights. Uh, we're on UFC Fight Pass. We promote boxing as well as mixed martial arts. Um, our new UFC Fight Pass deal is uh, predominantly mixed martial arts. Um, we've promoted everything from Roy Jones Jr.'s fights to um, putting some of the top regional and, and, and people in the country onto like the Dana White Contender Series as well as into the UFC. So we have, I think, our 11th person now fighting in the UFC from our organization. So. Yeah, that's awesome, Dean. And you've, you've put a tremendous amount of work into it, and it shows it's paying off now for you big time. Uh, about, about how old were you when you became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Um, <clears throat> it'll definitely slow, slow you down, that's for sure. So I was always one that was I've, – I've been an entrepreneur – since about 2007 so anybody in the entrepreneur lifestyle it's uh you're, you're just trying to make it you know whether that be a new business a, a business that's been consistently running for years or whatever that may be an idea guy that likes to try new things and hopefully those will take off and be something successful so um starting a company almost 10 years ago when my daughter was born was um it was difficult in the beginning, you know, but being an entrepreneur, you have a little more time to be a dad. Your hours are a lot more flexible. Um, you still put in a lot of hours at work, but you're, they're definitely flexible to make stuff work. So when I originally started Island Fights, I had owned a gym and we it was like a two story, 8000 square foot weights, boxing, jujitsu, uh, MMA, wrestling, the whole nine. <clears throat> and uh, she was born at the time. So. That's how we started doing the fights was to just to put on amateur events to keep money rolling through the gym. But I'd, I'd had my daughter like in the mornings until like one o'clock and then I'd go to the gym from one o'clock to nine o'clock at night. So it worked out. So, yeah, very then, cool. You know, it just went on from there. But that's how the fight started was basically to to put money back into our gym, you know, and never thought it was going to be anything like this. And then it blew up like crazy. So. Yeah, it blew up for sure. And what about, I mean, listen, I know you have an extensive wrestling background yourself and you're around the fight game almost your entire life here, but what type of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being a dad? Are you a spanker, a timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline? I've never hit my kids once. I think I've kind of went the opposite route of when I was growing up, but uh, <clears throat> I just kind of let them do their thing. You know, I just, it, it's, they're really, really good kids. They both make straight A's, A, B, honor roll every single time. They're like the sweetest little girls in the world. My son's not in school yet, so we don't know how that'll work out. But it's they're amazing. I don't have any issues whatsoever. And, you know, they're the reason why we breathe every day. So that's it's a good situation. And and we grew up wrestling. My my dad was a, a big time wrestler. You know, I wasn't anything near him or my brother, but um, grew up wrestling. My brother grew up wrestling, went on a lot further with it than I did. And uh, my dad wrestled for he wrestled for the Scottish national team. He wrestled for the United States Navy team. He was uh, uh, 
he would have been an alternate for the Olympics if he didn't have like this terrible weight cut and he had to wrestle at heavyweight. But he won like the Highland Games in Scotland almost nine, I think nine years in a row. So big time, big time wrestling family for sure. Uh, incredible. Yeah. And, and you know what, Dean, the uh, MMA, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in itself has really skyrocketed, especially in the United States. I mean, I, I know that it's kind of taken over. It's definitely uh, seems to be doing better than uh, boxing is doing at the moment here. What kind of advice do you have for the um, for the parent out there whose kid is looking at seriously uh, getting into either the MMA or a boxing career? Uh, what kind of advice could you give that parent? Well, I wouldn't. What I tell all of them is like, you don't really got to get them into MMA, just get them into jujitsu, right? Get them into wrestling and then get them into boxing. They don't have to do it all at once. Just take a couple classes of each every week, you know, and then let it develop over time, you know? So I think a lot of people try to just do MMA, but I think they should just focus on getting great at jujitsu, focus on getting great at wrestling, focus on getting great at boxing, great footwork, great defense, all of those things, and then eventually it'll all tie itself together. Yeah, well said. And I asked Dana White this when I had him on the show here. I'm sure you'll be similar in your answer, but do you notice um, – I know it's a big difference for, for guys once they become a father. Do you notice a difference in fighters once they become a dad as opposed to the guys out there that are the single fighters and don't have any kids? There's so many different scenarios with that question. <laughs> One, they don't really fight anymore. Two, they make every single thing in their power to to make it to be successful because of their child because of their children, you know. Um, there's, there's so much, you know. It takes so much time when you have a child. If you have a newborn baby, or if you have a toddler under two or three years old, like you don't get much sleep. <laughs> They're running around. They start walking, crawling. You know, you you don't have time to do nothing but watch your kid. You can't you can't check your phone. You can't do nothing. Like and once they start walking or going from crawling to walking, like forget taking phone calls, any of that stuff. And if you're a fight promoter. <laughs> Like myself, you, my phone does not stop ringing from 6 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, people on the West Coast are calling me. People on the East Coast are calling me. So um, it's great. My phone never stops. So not being able to answer your phone is, is hard to do when you're in the fight promoter, promotion business. So um, the fighters, you know, I've just seen so many different things happen. I've seen where people where it's kind of made them um, – some people maybe just stop the grind of becoming of trying to become this this UFC fighter, make it to the UFC and maybe slow down, maybe go get a regular job. You know, I've seen so many different scenarios with it. So but my situation's different. Like Dana's situation, he has guys that are in the UFC that have kids. These guys are probably getting paid a little more money. They're probably in a different situation. They're obviously super talented to make it to the UFC. It's the the best of the best of the best are in the UFC. So, like, on my level, it's different. It's guys that are trying to get there or might not ever get there. So the scenarios are, are two different scenarios. So, um, yeah. so that's why I've seen so many different things. I've seen people quit and not fight anymore. I've seen people do everything in their power to make it. And I've seen people just – there's just a bunch of different scenarios. But if I was in Dana's position and those guys have kids, much different situation, I'm sure. Yeah. And you know what, Dean? Well, one of the best things about the fight game for me, it's a, it's a great bonding moment for a father and son, I think. Like, I grew up watching, 
I couldn't wait for like the Friday night fights or like even Tuesday night fights when they used to be on USC back in the day. Like that used to be something that I enjoyed doing with my father and sitting there and watching the fights. Yeah. What are you what are you seeing as far as the interest in MMA, in what you're doing here with the island fights? What is the demographic, the age as far as the biggest viewership that you're seeing? Well, what's nuts is people never believe it. But one day, the like the, we have a huge arena here called the Pensacola Bay Center. And uh, they were pulling statistics and data from the people who were buying tickets to our events. And they were so excited. For some reason, they wanted to come to my office and read off these sheets. And we were at 52% females are buying tickets to these events. So we have uh, our, 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 our events are different. We do VIP tables on the floor. So we, we've had anywhere from 70 VIP tables all the way up to 127 VIP tables, 10 people uh, tables. So every fight I sell eight to 12 tables that are nothing but female, the whole entire table. So I think our event is different. It's kind of like a, a it's VIP. You got everybody there from the, the Usos, the WWE tag team champions to NFL players, NBA stars, all the UFC people come to our fights. So it's the who's who normally at these events and everybody dresses up. The girls are in cocktail dresses. It's like fight night from, you know, back in the day fight night. So Yeah, that's awesome. It, it, it's a big event. Dads, are you tired of taking supplements that never deliver? Well, Redcon One was created to ensure that you get real hardcore products that deliver real results. Trusted by four-time world's strongest man, Brian Shaw, and founded by supplement entrepreneur, Aaron Singerman, Redcon One is crushing the industry. You have to try their MRE bars, which are packed full of nutritious food sources that will replenish your system when you need it most. And they taste so good, your toddler will think they're eating a candy bar. But we're talking whole food meal replacement. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% on their entire order from Redcon 1. Simply use the promo code FATHER at the checkout. So let's go, dads. For the highest state of readiness, choose Redcon 1. Visit Redcon1.com, use the promo code FATHER, and save 20%. Yeah, let me rein this back into you as a father here, Dean. I know as a dad, we're all struggling. All dads are kind of struggling with the technology right now that's going on. We're all competing against it. We're all using it. So it's hard to lead by example. Um, How are you kind of handling or managing the technology with your girls at this point? Are they swiping screens already? How's that working out? Yeah, iPads all the time. But um, a lot of people hate that stuff. But to me, like, those kids are so smart. They're like every kid, not just my kids. Like these kids are, they'll teach you how to use a, a new a new phone or a new item. And it's just insane how smart and, you know, editing videos. Now they have TikTok, the app that all the little kids are going crazy on. And it's just, it's crazy how talented these little kids can be on, on apps like that, you know. And yeah, they're dangerous with other people. I always check whatever accounts they're on, make sure they're not being followed by any kind of weirdos or anything like that. But uh yeah, they get on there. They watch YouTube videos. I mean, they communicate with their friends. They FaceTime their friends. And I mean, that's how kids communicate different, a lot, a lot more different than when we were growing up, when your parents let you go outside and whistled real loud for you to come back in. And uh, it's not like that anymore. I'd rather them be inside doing that than outside not knowing where they're at. Like I, when I grew up, I'm, you know, riding my bike three miles away from my house growing up, like at you know, eight years old, just thinking I would never, I couldn't let my kids 
walk down the street now like without being supervised. It's just a crazy world out there. So it is, and it's and, and, and especially too. Sometimes I'll hear from non-parents, and they'll say, "Oh, I would never let my kid use the iPhone or the iPad." And it's like you know better. Like once you have it, and, and you know what though, like you said. There's so many good things about the technology and the creation skills and all the stuff that it can create for them. And if we do just keep an eye on those nut jobs that are out there, that seems to be like almost impossible to uh, keep them away from the stuff. But just look at this. This is giving me the opportunity to speak to you and so many other people. So it's like just the capabilities we have. I watched an interview. I don't know if you watch uh, any of the Gary Vee stuff. And so I asked him a question about, do you think kids are going to grow up differently these days by being glued to their phones and their their iPads and all these things. He's like, no, he's like, that's the way they communicate. We communicated with people differently when we were, when we were in the eighties or the nineties, it was just a different world like that. They're still communicating. They're still having, maybe I think four or five years ago before FaceTime was a big thing. I think it was kind of an issue. People weren't really communicating, but now if you notice anybody 25 years old or under, they don't talk on the phone. They FaceTime when they speak every single one of them, you know, so the world's changing. And uh, that's just how they communicate. So if anything, you should encourage it. Maybe not all day long and they should not not have a life, but um, definitely have your kids be active and involved with different things. But as long as they're involved in different things, sports or whatever they want to do, I mean, they want to get on an iPad, watch YouTube, whatever, cool. Yeah, well said. And I see it. I, I drive Uber on the weekends and I see it all the time. Whenever they're, the young guys are in the car, they're always FaceTiming. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's no more like just phone calls straight up like that. Yeah, and I used to get uncomfortable. I'm like, you know, I know a lot of uh, influencers like Supreme Patty and different people like that. He actually did a, a boxing match for us this year on an amateur event. We had Masvidal uh, and Pettis grapple each other um, like a, a pay-per-view thing we did. And uh, him and his friends, when they called me, they would FaceTime me. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, <laughs> I can't answer this FaceTime. I'm in a restaurant. But that's just how they communicate, you know. And I'm starting to I'm starting to do it a lot more myself. It's weird, but. Um, it's just starting to get normal, I guess. Yeah. And one of the things that's cool too, especially like I have a lot of military dads on the show here and it's great for them guys because they're away so much and, uh, they have the the ability now to do that. And before it used to be like a Skype with a terrible connection on a laptop. Now they can do it from their phones and they have so much more access to speak with their families. And I think it's great for that. 100%. Yeah. What what about as far as uh, your, your girls, uh, uh, do you bring them to the events yet? Are they interested at all in what you're doing? Do they come to see the fights? They love coming to the fights, our fights. They don't really care about other fights or watching on TV. They'll watch mine on UFC Fight Pass and uh, just so they could see me on the on the, on the the video screen or whatever. But um, they like coming to my events when they're local. Like my nephew, Devin Cushion, that's their, their cousin. So they're like a big fan of his. He's a 9-0 pro boxer. So every time he fights, they'll come out and they'll sit ringside and one of them loves it a lot more. She'll sit ringside. The other one's kind of will stay in the back. So now I know I know it's it's become very popular. Like you just said, a lot of females are interested in watching, but it also it's growing amongst female competitors too. How would you feel as a dad if your uh, daughters were interested in pursuing a career in the in the combat sports themselves? <laughs> Whatever they want to do, if that's something that they wanted to do, I'd fully support it. Whatever they want to do, basketball, baseball. If they wanted to play football, I'd be cool with that. Like. Um, I'm not going to ever force anything on any of them, just whatever they want to do. If they want to try it, they want to play soccer, they want to dance, they want to play basketball, whatever. Like, I think all kids should be encouraged to try something and see if they like it. Uh, It's good for their health and uh, it's good just to learn those things just just for 
the development growing up later into a person, you know, being on a team or even an individual sport like um, like wrestling and different things like that teach you. So anything they want to do, I'm cool with that. Yeah, very well said. And you've been crushing it here. It's been a long time in the making. You're having a lot of success now with the island fights. What type of uh, plans or goals do you have for, your, for yourself for the future? Um, I don't really have a bunch of plans for myself. I always tell everybody it's kind of weird, but um, as long as we're cranking people to the UFC, like cranking out great fights, all I care about is the fights are good and we're using our opportunity to give these people a platform and make it to the next level. And 100% that's the UFC. And um, last year we sent eight, well, just last season, we sent eight people to the Dana White Contender Series. Six people went to the UFC from our from our show last year. Um, it's, it's not really us. Those people still have to win, you know. So uh, those people winning got them to the next level. But, you know, as long as I can keep doing events, keep cranking, pe- cranking fighters into the UFC, that's all I care about, man. Those people, if they go there and they're successful and they can make a living doing that, that's really – like that's my goal is for the for for any of these athletes to go make a living doing it. You know, in Pensacola, Florida, we do them. We do them in different places. Alabama, we do them in Georgia, we do them in different places now. But um, before, all you had here was soccer, baseball, football. Like your avenue to make it as a pro athlete, there wasn't an option for combat sports. Now we've given people another outlet where they can turn pro. They can compete as an amateur, turn professional in something, and actually make a living doing that. So um, one of my good friends, um, Dylan Kleckler, was one of our heavyweights that fought for us for a long time. And uh, he ended up, he just signed last week to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Signed a great deal, like a life-changing deal for him. So just stuff like that happening for people that I'm friends with is, makes everything we do worth it. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, it's incredible the amount of opportunity available to all of these guys mm-hmm. that's out there. And it's great to see this thing continue to expand and grow. Um, last thing I want to hit you with here, Dean, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I tell them all the same thing. It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have two, it's going to be even harder. It's (laughs) next to impossible if they're within a couple years. So, and I always mess with them. My friend, Dave Van Auken, he has a, a, a podcast called Fight Bananas. He just had twin girls. And he already had two kids, so he is uh, feeling it right now. Lack of sleep the whole nine. So uh, the same thing I told him. I said, man, it's going to be so hard, like, just messing with him. But um, it's not bad. Once you get mid midway from when they're three years old and over, it becomes the funnest thing ever. So I love hanging out with my girls and love hanging out with my son. I can't wait till he's five or six years old and he'll want to come to the fights and sit ringside and watch all that stuff and start competing whatever he wants to do but it'll be fun to be able to do that stuff with him yeah very well said i love the message it's been an honor for me i gotta say dean tool you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood thank you man i appreciate it Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dean Tool for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it in for next week. I got four bangers coming your way, including from the Fan Bam family, Danny Phillips, 
Also, we're going to have a fresh Frogman Friday edition with former Navy SEAL J.P. Donnell. We got the founder of the Dad 2.0 Summit, Doug French. And if you follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore you will find out who else will be joining me here next week. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.